Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello and a big welcome to this episode of Dream Job Ready. This is episode 6 of 6 of the mini-series that I've done with professional sales coach Noah Cohen. Uh, I hope that you've been listening along to the previous episodes. Uh, if you haven't, there's always time to go back and get them. Noah has done an amazing job of condensing down uh, best practices of a sales process into these bite-sized episodes. Um, and to be honest, I think he's shared some invaluable uh, information, no matter what your job role is or industry you work in. Whether you are a professional sales specialist or whether you're in another role that you know, doesn't have sales in the job title, but you know that you're out there representing a, ba- a brand, representing a company, representing yourself. Um, I hope you've also had the opportunity to kind of look into some of the scripts and templates that Noah has shared. Um, he's obviously talked to plenty in the episodes, and I've also been able to share some of those scripts uh, in the descriptions of each podcast. So please check those out if you haven't. Uh, this is a great episode. Noah does a great job of tying it all up uh, and walking us back through all the important parts of the sales process. He's going to go into closing the sale. He's going to talk about how important it is after you do close the sale to work with that buyer uh, on everything that happens afterwards. Um, and to be honest, he just reinforces some of those critical steps to work through when you're out there pitching your business. Please note that the opinions of guests are their own and not those of the companies they have worked for. Hey, Noah, uh, start us off, mate, with a quick summary of what we're going to talk through in this episode, please. Sure. Now, this is where a lot of salespeople love, the close, right? If you've seen a lot of movies, it's all about the close, right? All ABC, always be closing. So this part of the conversation is all about, rather than having something already that you want to just um, launch, it's all about presenting and matching and linking to what they've told us. So yes, it's about getting a decision, but it's doing it in a way that's good for both parties. May one thing you've emphasized throughout this whole series of episodes that we've done together is the reinforcement uh, of uh, questioning back to that person to you know, make sure you understand, I guess, to present to them that you're you know, still curious uh, and do understand. At this point, you know, it's, we should be in a pretty good rhythm with that person, right? We should hopefully kind of know their objectives, know what they need uh, and, and kind of have our own solution ready for it. So let's talk through that scenario first of all, because I'll flip it in a minute and ask you what happens if stuff starts going wrong at this point. But let's mm-hmm. say that we've worked through the process. We've got a great rapport. We've gone through all this. You know, we've ticked off the agenda items, the discovery phase, and it's all looking good at this phase. Where do we take to to kind of get to that end solution? Beauty. So what you do at this stage is, again, you go back to the agenda piece and the the questions that you've asked them. And what you want to do is paraphrase. You want to repeat in a word or two or in a sentence or two what they've said to you and make sure that they've understood. So to give you an example, 
to make it easier to kind of follow and understand. You told me that this was the situation with X and this is what you've done. This is how much is, uh, I guess, is costing you. This is how much is um, bothering you. This is all the situation. And this is how much is uh, taken away from what you're trying to achieve. But did I get that right? Right? You just want to do that. Right? And you, you, they say, yeah, yeah, or they could turn around and say, no, I actually forgot to tell you. Let's add to it, which is beautiful, right? Mm -hmm. If they say, yes, this is the situation, or if they add to it and say, perfect. So if I could come up with a solution that could help you do X, Y, Z, what they've told you, do you think that could help your situation? Yes, it could. Or, uh, not quite sure, right? You say, okay, fair enough, because earlier when we said this, this could help you, what's changed? Again, you go back, don't be afraid to take a step back and confirm your understanding rather than launching into objection handling that doesn't really bear any fruit, right? So again, this is what you've said. This is what I've understood. Did I get that right? Yes. This is how we solve this problem. What do you think? How does that sound? When do we get started, right? So now you want your questioning and your tone to be, okay, cool, this is a little bit, I'm not really assuming this is what you said. This is what we have to offer. This is how we fix it. Happy with it? Yeah, cool. All good then, let's go ahead. Right? And you want to do that with all points of the conversation that they've told you. This is why it's so important to write things down as you go on. And if you don't understand something, double check. Right? If you don't understand something, ask. Because at the end of the conversation, even if it's a no, as a coaching tip, what we usually do, we are, when people get off the phone or come out of a meeting, I ask them a question. So why haven't they spoken to the um, commercial director, for example? I have no idea. Okay, so what are you doing at the presentation? Because in the decision-making process, you would have had to ask that, right? So if you've got all those questions, after the end of the conversation, I want you to know whether it's a yes or no. Why did they say what they say? Whether it's a yes or a no. Why haven't, done anything, haven't they done anything about it? And all the things that they would care about, I want you to know. Don't worry about the outcome yet because they haven't given you their money yet. Mate, one thing I'm really picking up, and correct me if I'm wrong, but but you know, throughout this whole process, you've been very willing, you know, you've obviously led, I guess, the conversation to a degree as a salesperson and, and, and tried to drive that journey. But at the same time, you've really tried to kind of allow the person on the other side of the desk or, or on the phone, et cetera, to almost feel like they're making the decisions and they're making the, the reasoning behind you know, these, these conversations. I've just picked up that, that that really felt like this is one of the first times you've got on the front foot, um, probably because you've collated and hopefully collected all the right information. But it sounds in that example that you gave that this was where you really probably drive home the opportunity to, you know, to actually get this presentation done and, and to get the, you know, the information shared. Is that, is it, am I picking up that right? Definitely. And it's not out of character because it's appropriate to the step of a sales process that I'm in. At rapport, I'm going to act appropriately. I'm going to ask them how they are, build a relationship with them, trying to make them feel at ease. When I'm trying to diagnose, I'm going to act appropriately, but really trying to understand and ask questions. And then I'm going to try to ask about this decision-making process. And although this feels like the only time that this feels a little bit out of character to the whole process is because they're like, oh, here we go. Here's a salesperson coming out. But two, at the end of the day, they want something we have to provide, right? They give you something, we give you something. This is the value exchange point, right? Without money or service changing hands, 
this has just been a conversation and nothing really comes out of it. And you really haven't helped anybody if they, you can't close them, right? But if you can actually understand them, even if they say no, and pass them on to the right people, as far as I'm concerned, I'm going to get a referral or two out of you. So for me, it's a win-win. Yeah, exactly right. And, and I still picked up that you're, you know, you're asking for their, you know, confirmation or, or giving them the opportunity to kind of provide any information that they hadn't already or, or re-steer it. So, you know, certainly yeah. picked, up, picked up that as well. Um, all right, if we can quickly flip it and go to kind of, um, you know, probably the most devastating situation is where we've worked through all the other steps. Uh, you know, the listeners listen to every, every other episode has kind of worked through that and it's all looking great and then it does go pear-shaped. How can I? How do I, how do I think on my feet, and how do I recover from from that scenario that that I'm sure is likely for some people? In my in my world, going pear shaped means being hung up on or them walking out on you. But I guess what you're referring to is them saying no or having some sort of objections, right? Yeah, exactly right. A no or just completely flipping it, and something's come from left field, and now it's you know a completely different objective from their end, or you know, something yeah. that just sort of throws you back into the back back to the start, I suppose. And maybe that's the answer. Yeah, that's totally fine with me because as far as I'm concerned, I'm after a genuine yes or a no, right? And you were trying to really understand, there is no tricks up my sleeve. I am genuinely curious. Depending on what they say, I would say different things. For example, if they say, oh, good, not bad, but let me think about it, right? At this point, we would have spent quite a bit of time together, right? You can say, look, um, Dane, you and I have spent about a couple of hours together now, and I guess uh, we said early on we should be confident and honest with each other and whatnot. Usually at this point of the conversation, when people say I need to think about it, it's because I either have said something they don't like or they don't see this passing through the decision-making or the um, managers or other people. What's going on here? Am I missing something here? Right? And really face what's in front of you head on. And don't beat around the bush. That's when people start trying to go overly nice and say, that's okay, give me some time. Think about it. You've got 30-day cooling off period and you start using all those tricks of the trade, which are no good at all. Um, try to face it front on and say, look, usually when I hear this, this is what it means. Have I, did I miss anything? Right? And then trying to sit back and get their answers. And once that happens, again, you start questioning. It doesn't matter if you go back to the very beginning. That's okay, because you still are in front of them and nothing bad has really happened. They've just said something, maybe they don't like something, they're not sure of something, they need more information. Whatever it is, you need to be calm. You need to not resist. Your initial reaction can be, but your initial reaction has to always be, totally agree with you. If I were in your situation, I'd probably say the same thing. Right. What's the, what is it that I need to clarify for you? So that's the approach I'll take. No, I like that, mate. Um, so let's let's go through it then. So sale closed. Um, you know, I guess opportunity initiated. Uh, it doesn't stop there, though, right? For you know, for a salesperson or a client relationships manager or a business development manager, it's really just getting started. From then, you've got to you know continue to nurture this relationship, right? Talk me through about closing and then what's next. Yeah, definitely. At this point, is you are now opening the door to a relationship, to a, hopefully a long-lasting relationship. Depending on your service or your product, you want to talk about your onboarding process. Okay, now, we've talked about this thing that we're going to give you, but how is that going to happen? When's the initial, initial contact? What's the second, third, fourth contact? And you tell them all of that. Or if you don't have that information, you tell them when you're going to email them and who's going to get in touch with them, right? And you can 
tell them at the very end, to sign the contract, you've shaken hands, everything is a go. You say two things you need to do here. One, you need to deal strongly with buyer's remorse that I touched on in a previous episode. No doubt throughout the conversation, something has happened that you would have been able to overcome, right? But people walk away with it because they don't feel comfortable saying no and they end up canceling. I know many people bought insurance and they call back and they will cancel and the retention team ends up giving them a 30% discount to keep them, right? And a lot of people catch on to that. So what you need to do is attack it again, face on, head on and say things like, earlier you mentioned that this was an issue but we did deal with it and you eventually said it was okay. Are you still okay with that? Have I answered all your questions? Is there anything that I haven't covered for you? The, if the maternal around said two things, one, yeah, I need to make sure that I double down on this and make sure that I understand this and you will go ahead and do that because they're gonna cancel anyway, so you might as well deal with it. Or they say, no, 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 it's okay. For example, if you wanna buy a car, hey, you mentioned you wanted the uh, I don't know, machine gun gray, but we ended up getting a black one. Are you sure you, you still don't want that gray color? Yeah, that's okay, mate, that's all right. My friend's got a black eye, I love it. Cool, now it's your words, you've owned them, and it's not me pushing onto you, right? Second thing, and I guess the most important thing now is referral. You need to be able to get referral from this person. Hopefully they've enjoyed this process. But there is a way that you can ask for referral and that is not to just ask for the referral, check in if they're comfortable introducing you first. And one thing that I say is, hey Dane, next time you're having a conversation with your friends or your network and your perhaps maybe even family members, would you feel comfortable introducing me to them and see what happens? Yeah, yeah, definitely I'll be able to. And is there anyone that you can think of now? No, 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 but I would be comfortable doing that. And then again, you want to teach them what to say. Would you be able to pass on this information to them, whether it's a card or a e-card or a contact or a barcode or whatever it is? Or can you pull out your phone, send me their name, email, and a contact number? So now they know when they are in that situation, no one told me if I'm comfortable to do that. Now I know what to do. Because believe it or not, a lot of people want to refer you, but they don't know if you want their referral or they don't know how to do it. So it's just a fleeting thought. So you just ask them, would you feel comfortable introducing me to them? Yeah, and then tell them one, two, three. This is what you do, this is how you do it. Mate, that's really important, and, and you know, I I know that people, I know sales coaches can't emphasise how how critical the referral process is. So we'll make sure that we include uh, some of those words and, and direction in the description as well, because that's critical. We've been doing that throughout all these uh, episodes, actually, the last five episodes we've done. You've been uh, kind enough to give us uh, some templates and frameworks uh, that we've shared in the description, as well as that you've talked to in each of the episode. Um, mate, look, let's, let's just re-sum, kind of, or re-sum up, should I say, um, the process that we've walked through over these series of episodes, which has taught me plenty. Uh, hopefully for the listener listening to this episode, they either worked through the previous episodes or have the time to go back through them. Um, I, I want to let you talk to it, mate, and, and just kind of sum up, um, you know, again, and re-emphasize what those important, critical, and kind of equally essential steps are through the sales process. Um, through the sales process, are we talking just towards the last two steps or through the whole process? Take us back through the beginning, mate. Um, from the very first time you tried to build rapport with me, our listener, and that uh, ever-important <laughs> uh, client on the other side of the phone. 
Yeah, take it from the top. No worries. The first step is to any relationship, you need to get on the same page and to a mutually, um, I guess, beneficial um, step. That's building rapport and trust. Again, what we said was you don't want to be best friends. I mean, if you end up being best friends, why not? But that is not the initial intention. The initial intention is do they feel at ease, calm and relaxed? Are the walls down? Do you feel that the information that you're going to get is going to be genuine and honest? If both of you feel that way, then you're off to a good start. Second part. Sorry, just to jump in there, mate. One thing I love that you said throughout this episode as well is just consider your own reserves that you have as a buyer as well and, and acknowledge those. So when you're in the flip situation, you're going out and talking to a buyer, understand that they may have the same or similar preconceptions as well. So I love that. Moving on to number two step. Sure. Number two, agreement and agenda. You want to set the tone, right? You want to tell them this is what we kind of cover them covered throughout the situation. In sales training, we always say, tell them what you're gonna tell them, tell them, tell them what you've told them, right? Because you need to really emphasize, you need to set the tone, you need to, I guess, set out the terms of the contract. Whether it's a written contract, everything is laid out so both parties know exactly what's going to happen. You wanna cover four main points. Your time, how long is this gonna take? And that could sound like, hey, Dane, in the email, I know we booked an hour. Is the hour still good? Right? Then my turn and I say, no, no, we've got this um, massive training today coming up. We might have to cut this short, right? Remember, you're still in the qualification, uh, I guess, stage at this stage. So what you want to do, why don't we pick it up next time, right? So you cut the conversation. Second, agree on purpose. The reason we are here today is this. By the end of this conversation, I'm hoping to give you enough information so that you feel comfortable either introducing me to your internal stakeholders or sign a contract. So there is no surprise that that's going to pop up. They know you're there for those two or three things. Then you wanna cover agenda for both parties. Now, this also gives you the chance to break up the conversation because so far it feels like you've, done, you've been doing a lot of talking, so it gives you time to break. Say, so before I go any further, Dane, what are two to three things that you want to make sure that I cover before the end of this conversation? And you listen, you take notes. He said, beautiful, beautiful. And if they say, oh, what do you mean? You can turn around and say, usually when I speak to businesses in your situation, they tell me X, Y, Z. Is that the same for you? And the things that I usually tell them are the things that I want to talk about, right? But if they tell you, yeah, yeah those are the three things, all plus this, perfect, write it down. Once you've wrote, wrote that down, you need to tell them, by the way, these are one to three things I want to talk about. So then again, you are eliminating any element of surprise. So they're not going to be like, oh, you didn't tell me that I need to sign a contract. You can tell them, look, I want to talk about if you've done anything like this before, how much money you've spent previously, and if you have the budget in this quarter and the next quarter to make a decision. I want to talk about that. So when it comes to the budget, they're not going to be like, oh, no, we don't disclose budget. Next, you want to talk about the outcome, right, in the agenda piece. Look, by the end of the conversation, then usually speaking, one or two things could happen. One, we find that what we have to offer and what you need at this stage may not be the best fit, and that's okay. We both should be comfortable sharing that. If that's the case, I'm happy that I have enough people in my network that I can refer you on. Or second part, second scenario could be that what we have to offer and what you need may not be perfect yet, but it's certainly worth investing more time in. And then I'll tell you what those are, and you'll lay out what could happen. Set more meetings, get more people involved, and then you ask them, is that okay if I ask a couple more questions to get us started? 
and then they give you enough information and that also allows you to transition into your discovery and questioning which you're really trying to understand what the root cause of the problem is. You want to go back to the agenda, the two or three things they gave you and say, you told me this, tell me more about that. Give me more example, because usually the first two answers they give you is very vague, right? And, you'll, and don't assume, try to really understand what it is. And the question examples will be in the description of the podcast that you will put up anywhere for people to follow through, right? And then you want to talk about the budget, you want to talk about decision-making process, the uncomfortable part, right? Because some people don't feel comfortable asking for money or getting more people involved. But as far as we're concerned, I am the conductor, I am a facilitator right now, and I have no reservations and no hesitations in asking, look, this is how much it's going to cost, do you have the budget for it? This is the problem, this is how it's affecting you, do you have the budget for it, right? Because make no mistake, they know that this is going to cost them, and nobody expects anything to be free, right? And you talk about who is involved, how they can get involved, who you need to get involved, which is a decision-making process. And then we jumped into presentation and the close, which then again goes back into, this is what you've told me, this is what I've understood, this is how we fix it. Will, would that be okay? Would you like to go ahead? Right? You always go back to the agenda, so there is nothing else that you need to guess. And finally, last but not least, is the post sale. How do you onboard them and ask for referrals? Which again, we provide lots of um, templates and scripts for the guys to go ahead and use. Mate, so good. Um, I really appreciate you cradling us through this whole pro- uh, this whole process, which is important. Um, you know, you've danced me through it. I've learned a lot, which is which has been epic. And I think you know, my goal with this and doing this series with you was not to just talk to that professional uh, and specialist salesperson out there, but to really um, you know have you unveil kind of key parts of the sales process that anyone can take and pick apart to use in their own day-to-day, whether that is pitching their their own service or they're um, pitching themselves for a promotion or a pay rise even, or even just out there applying for their dream job. You know, I think there's parts of all of these uh, different steps within the process that are so critical and can um, you know, help someone learn and, and be better at all of, all of those other things as well. So, mate, huge thanks to you. I know it's probably difficult to kind of condense all of, uh, all of the process into six bite-sized episodes but you've done an awesome job now tell us really quickly for the listener that wants to know wants to know more about your training and about your professional business let us know a bit more about your website and your services you offer you can if you can sure I'm, I'm very passionate about helping people do two things make money achieve their goals and get their dream job that's right. three things if uh, i can just jump in there very quickly. <laughs> yeah call me active listening so those two three things i thought i'd just uh, plug in the dream job as well so uh, like, so the idea is for me to provide enough value for people and really not putting a price on it. So what I've done is www.cohentraininginstitute.com.au. Once people jump on, they see a video of what the site is all about and they can immediately get access to all of this training that we've talked about today. Completely free. There is no catches. Not only that, I've also uploaded a Cohen planner in there that I've designed for people to plan out their days, their goals, and there is a video on how to use that. They can download that, access the system completely free. Not only that, I've also included one one-on-one coaching session with anybody that's part of this training that they can basically use anytime that they want. They can jump on, schedule the time. They will have an hour with me every month as far as I'm concerned, and we can talk about their training. And on top of it all, 
at any time throughout the training, they can use the discussions button and start asking questions and I will actually give them feedback on that. There is quizzes, PDFs, cheat sheets, there is templates, there is video trainings, and there is the common planner that I've given. Now, all of this is free. People say, well, why are you giving it for free? Why is the catch? There is no catch. I just love doing this and I'll get a kick out of helping people achieve their goals. So that's all it is in a nutshell. So good, mate. And I think after all these episodes, the listener will have the confidence to go to you directly if they do have any follow-up questions uh, or feedback uh, about anything they've heard on these series of podcast episodes or about your training specifically. Uh, for those that want to come to me and send me an email, I'm happy to forward it on to Noah. Uh, hit me on dreamjobreadypodcast at gmail.com. That's no problems at all. Um, mate, absolute beauty. Thank you so much for your knowledge uh, and for giving me and my listeners uh, some of your time going through the sales process and uh, Godspeed for the rest of the year, mate. Thank you, mate. Thank you everyone for listening. Hey there. Thanks for listening to this episode. Dane Sharp here. I'm the host. Um, that was awesome. I really enjoyed talking through the whole sales process and the whole way to approach this um, that we worked through with Noah Cohen. Six episodes we recorded with him. They're all bite-sized. So if you're just listening to this one but haven't listened to any others, please go back and listen to the previous five. Um, make sure if you haven't to check all the descriptions because Noah's been kind enough to share some amazing scripts and templates and directions for you know sending emails or making phone calls um, as you do. Please put them into practice. Let us know how you go. Um, and as always, please hit subscribe so you are notified when the next episode comes out. And please share Dream Job Ready with any of your friends, family, network or connections um, and join us on socials as well. Join us on Facebook, Instagram and LinkedIn at Dream Job Ready. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.